Welcome to episode 49 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB edition. My name is Taylor Ringgold, and my co-host Griffin Warner is here. Griff won another best bet yet again. That is three in a row for the big dog across the screen. Mariners, unbelievable win. Great pitching matchup. Luis Castillo with the W. This was on August 15th. I know you guys are probably wondering. We missed an episode. We'll get into that in one second. I picked the Mets and Braves, and uh, not so good. I, I would say out of all the losses I've had this year, that was the worst one because the lopsided score it was a 13-1 to win by the Braves. Didn't see that coming from the New York Mets. But, Griff, congratulations. You are on a heater. Good for you. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, you know, what's that smell? It's just me burning up out here. Love it. Um, <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry that, uh, unfortunately, I I fell, I, I followed your footsteps. I bet the Mets. Um, and Cookie Carrasco getting hurt was not great for... It didn't uh, help me. didn't help us. Not great for our side and whatever the hell pitching performance or whoever they put out there. Probably some position players by the time I had turned it off. Um, that was a tough one. I think the Mariners, I mean, when I think swept four games from the Angels, I, I swear the 2022 Angels, I mean, have kept, I think, my, me and my family afloat. So uh, I'll give them a nice round of applause for that level of incompetence, that joke of a franchise out in Disneyland. I agree, man. It was watching. Did you see the 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 defensive shit that went on in that? I think it was. Was it that series? I think it was that series where they were just all over the place. Go ahead. Well, the game, the game winning run, or was uh, they had nobody covering home plate in a rundown. Yeah. The Angels, yeah. and if that's not like the Artie Moreno ownership of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, I don't know what is. Uh, we're probably spending way too much time on that club, but I love them because their level of incompetence and the amount of times the marketplace has favored them this year is incredible. I honestly want to look back and see how many best bets I've won against them. I feel like they are a huge part of now me climbing to only one half game behind my co-host Taylor Ringgold as I will I will take over the lead before this all ends. Ooh, okay. That's uh that is what you call talking the talk, ladies and gentlemen. But before we get into talking about of course our weekend series spotlight and of course, surprise card and best bets, which is always at the end of the show. We want to say thank you to everybody that's been listening to us the entire 2020 season. Griffin and I have been receiving a lot of messages on Twitter or other social media platforms, uh, direct messages or tweeting at us, talking about baseball. And we always love interacting with you guys. And you guys mean a lot to us since we have episode three times a week. That being said... As everyone knows, we started off the year with two episodes a week. They liked how we were doing it. So they posted it up to three times a week during the summer. And we even heard, Griffin and I even heard, like, hey, look, we love the three episodes a week. This is great. Well, unfortunately, I think we'll be going back towards the two episodes a week once the NFL season is starting to get underway, which could be in the next few weeks. We would love to keep it through three times a week. But maybe we need you guys to show how much you love it. So if you guys want to tweet out how much you like the episodes, uh, we always need a, a little help from our fans here. We love doing this three times a week. 
the bulk of the baseball season starting now. September is coming. October baseball. We want to talk about playoffs, where the playoffs are going on. Of course, we talked about our futures. We want to break that down and see if we actually are right. But we need your help a little bit, too. We love hearing from you guys. We always say that every episode. And, uh, yeah, Griff, what, what do you have to add to my little monologue here? I'll even go a little further for your soliloquy. If you come with some tweets at us, we will read them on our next podcast. So go Ooh. ahead. We'll drop your names. Tell us you want an extra episode. Tell us you want seven episodes a week or eight or 10, whatever the number is. Tweet at us at Taylor Ringgold, at the real underscore G Warner, wherever you want, at our bosses. Who cares? Just throw it our way and we will we will put you on on blast just like I did. So come on in, everybody. The water's warm. Griffin and I are big baseball fans at the end of the day. We love to we love to watch baseball just as much as you guys like to bet baseball. Uh, I'm a former college baseball player. I worked for baseball teams. Baseball is my thing. It will always be my thing. So I like talking about it. The fact that I get to do this three times a week and talk about all these games, and I, it's been a great time. That's the last thing we're going to say about it. And maybe no, it's not. If, if Taylor's going to throw out his uh, accomplishments on the baseball diamond, I'll have you know that I was an MVP <laughs> in minor league baseball and i also uh was a runner-up in the c league co-ed softball championship at the university of texas where i had to pitch because no one else would and some guy that played d3 baseball hit a softball that i pitched so far i thought it was going to break a windshield two fields down from where we were into a parking lot so there we go without further ado taylor take us into this normal rotation because it's time to go wow Wait, wait, wait to be kids and all star. All right, so let's uh let me read a quick ad here and then we'll get into our uh weekend series spotlight. Beat the Hitman NFL contest, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, reading it off $500 first place and another $500 bonus. The Hitman earned 52.65 NFL units last season. Griff, big time numbers here, big, big time numbers, huge profit last season. For this beat the Hitman NFL contest, the contestant who earns the most NFL units wins $500 cash. If the winner earns more than the Hitman did last season, then the contestant win, winner gets an additional $500. That's $1,000 cash. Enter today. It's free. Just go to pregame.com, click on the contest, and find the Hitman NFL contest. Do it now. Now let's get into it. Weekend series spotlight. Griff, let me know what you got. What series you watching? Ooh, you know, I was going back and forth because there are some good series this weekend. I, you know, the the Phillies and the Mets should be pretty good. They also have a nice little double dip on Saturday. Um, I'm going to go a little bit off the beaten path here. I'm going to go Guardians and White Sox because if you look at that AL Central race, it is snug. It is tighter than Chris Farley's jacket and Billy Madison. You know, it is it is going to be awesome. Um, and the, currently Cleveland, uh, who I believe Taylor picked as his AL Central winner at our mid-year um, wild card. soiree. Wild, wild card, not winner. Wild card. I had them making the wild card. The Guardians made the wild card. I still had the Twins winning the division. 
Hmm. Okay. We're going to have to, we're going to have to go back in the archives or if, Hey, if one of you listeners wants to correct us, we love that too. So tweet at us that you want more shows and tweet us that we're, we're wrong about something. Episode 37, go listen to it. Episode 37. Well, I don't have that in front of me. So fine. Uh, But anyway, the Cleveland guardians, whoever predicted them, they are uh, at the top of the division right now. uh, One game lead on the Minnesota twins who, uh, unfortunately have still not figured out that bullpen despite trading for a lot of arms at the deadline. And then the White Sox, who uh, everyone thought was going to run away with this division, two and a half games behind, uh, had a decent showing in a tough series of the Astros. And now they go on the road to Cleveland, to the land, to the mistake by the lake. And it's going to be a tough time for them because ultimately uh, I think the Indians, there we go, dollar on the tip jar. The Guardians are just a team that, that I think plays baseball the right way. The White Sox, they don't do that. Um, Guardians are, are going to throw Tristan McKenzie on Friday, then Shane Bieber, don't call him Justin, and then Aaron Savale, who has finally rediscovered that curveball uh, on Sunday. Whereas the White Sox, uh, almost called them the Black Sox, but uh, they're going Lance Lynn, uh, Taylor's guy, Johnny Cueto, and Dylan Cease. So these are some pretty good matchups. You know, the, the pitching has rounded into form for both of these teams. Uh, I think it was always there for the Guardians, but um, ultimately there's three right-handed pitchers going for Cleveland against the White Sox who can't really hit that side or that sided of a pitcher. Um, we'll see what Lance Lynn has done, can do. He's been better lately. We'll get into him more on Friday's card. Uh, Johnny Cueto has been going deep into games, striking out three guys uh, an outing, but somehow getting 24 outs doesn't make any sense to me, but it's happening. And then Dylan Cease is the actual good pitcher in, in this year of our lord 2022 again strikeouts and as many whiffs as you could dream of uh you interested in that series taylor or what do you got for yours i i definitely am interested in that this division has turned into one of the more competitive ones look the guardians have a one game lead on twins and have a two and a half game lead on the white Sox, and that is it the rest of the division is a bunch of dog shit but uh I'm interested. The Guardians have come out of the second half, guns and blazing. They are a team that could do it all. They have a little power. They have a lot of contact. They they hit for average. They put balls in play. And their pitching is underrated. That bullpen's a little underrated. It doesn't get talked about that much with Karachek and then Klasse at the end of that pen. It is dirty. And Karachek has gotten a little of an attitude, which I kind of like. And he's shown a little more spunk on the mound, a little wild thing style. I love it. Uh, the Guardians could be could be trouble here, but the White Sox uh, come out of nowhere. They got absolutely manhandled on Thursday night against the Astros, which I'm about to talk about. They lost 21 to five. Gio got roughed up again. So that's your boy, by the way. I remember you talking about how much you do not like Gio whatsoever. I just don't think he's very good, and uh, I know it wasn't him with 21 on his uh, radar, but it, it is going to show up in his game log that they lost 21 runs that day. Yeah, the Astros had 25 hits, which is franchise record tonight. So, without further ado, I'll talk a little bit more about these Astros. My series spotlight is the Astros versus the Braves. Game one, Lance McCullers making his second start of the season. First, the Oakland A's in his last start, 1-0, went six innings. He did walk four. So maybe put that into perspective. Also, this is the second start of the year. Also, the Braves are putting out Kyle Wright, who's having a fantastic year on the mound. Game two, Christian Javier versus Spencer Strider, another great matchup. And then game three, Urquidy versus Charlie Morton. 
Game two could be very interesting. Let's see how Christian Javier can can pitch second half. It really hasn't been his really hasn't been him since the first half. That last the big start against the New York Yankees where his combined no hitter. Ever since then, he's been kind of all over the place. And Griff's alluded to it a lot. Where what are they going to do with Javier during the season? Are they going to keep him in the rotation or are they going to put him in the pen? Kind of see how these things go. I have the Braves in this in this series. They need it more than the Astros. The Astros have an 11 and a half game lead in the West. They're set. They're making the playoffs easy money. Braves right now are three and a half out of the New York Mets. The Mets are playing the Phillies this weekend. It's a big series for them. Phillies are down by 10 games in front of the, the New York Mets here. But the Braves had a good series against the New York Mets. The Braves have been playing really good baseball lately. Everybody's hitting. They just signed Michael Harris to a long-term extension, which let's say, let's give, is it Alex Anthopoulos? That's right. Is that, yeah, GM? He is the GM of the of the decade, in my opinion. He has done an unbelievable job how to build that franchise and to make it a dynasty without spending over two hundred million dollars on players. So he's done that with with Olson and and uh, now Michael Harris, and you add Austin Raleigh, which I think he gave over two hundred million. But anyway, you know, and Albies and Acuna, they got everybody signed long term. Good for him. I love this series. It's to be to be hot one. It's a Interleague, you don't see that often. So definitely looking forward to that one. Yeah, I mean, the Astros, if you look at the standings right now, I mean, they got a four-win advantage over the Yankees. This is a big series for them, even with an 11-and-a-half game lead on Seattle. They're fighting for trying to get that that one seed, try to push their lead as, as high as they can. Uh, whereas Atlanta's fighting for that division. I mean, it looked like it was over after they lost four of five in – at City Field in New York against the Mets a couple weekends ago, but then one really good series against the Mets, and uh, all of a sudden they're they're back in the race. So, uh, you know, I think uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of this series for sure. I mean, of must must watch series that are out there. I think in terms of entertainment value, that's certainly one of them. Uh, yeah, and the Braves won tonight, so they're back to three and a half games back. So that that NL East, I mean, the the Mets they keep trying to to run away with it, and they can't. Yeah, it's definitely going to be really interesting. Good pick on you. I like my pick. With further ado, let's get into more picks, which is Friday's card. And we have a pretty pretty jam-packed one. Uh, You're looking at the same one as I am. It is jam-packed. you got a ton of games. Griff, why don't you go on with the first one here? And I'm seeing it is a, a, a doozy. With the Brewers, oh and the Cubs. yes, a I thought you were gonna say day game. Didn't think you're going doozy, but yes, it is a day game. Uh, it might be a doozy for the Keegan Thompson family, but uh, besides that, I don't know. We got the Brewers at the Cubs, Aaron Ashby at Keegan Thompson. Uh, best bets coming end of show. Stick around. Also got a promo code for you guys, so uh, stay tuned. Locked and loaded. Here we go. Ashby's a minus one thirty five road favorite. No total because it's uh. It's in the Windy City. But, um, I mean, the Brewers got a good win today. Corbin Burns was was uh, great for a while, and then it kind of got away from him. But the bullpen came up big to get a series split at home from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Important for the Brewers, especially where they sit in the division, three games back of St. Louis now. Uh, it's time for them to, to kind of put on and actually show that they're the team that they were before they dealt Josh Hader. Um, the Cubs are... Sitting in third place, uh, nowhere near any sort of con- uh, contention. I don't really know what to say too much about their desires and what they're looking to do. 
any interest in Keegan Thompson potentially quieting a, a overrated Brewers lineup? I, I'll definitely take Keegan Thompson over Aaron Ashby. Ashby has had a rough season. He is, I would say, uh, I guess people maybe a couple of years ago say a talented prospect for them. Um, two and 10, 424 ERA this year, 91 innings, 108 strikeouts. He has had a rough year. And I like Keegan Thompson. Keegan Thompson, yeah, he only went one and two thirds in his last start against the Reds. But overall, this season coming out of, you know, last year, he had a little time, 32 games pitched only. Um, I, I can't see his innings right in front of me. But uh, this year, he's now put in the work to become a starter. And he's really done a really good job. He's impressed a lot of people. I think the, the home underdogs here can get it done. Well, I will not join you on that one because I think Aaron Ashby, uh, he, you're right that he hasn't put it together yet, but I think he is going to be an absolute stud. He's got great swing and miss, and that's what you need. He just doesn't have the control just yet. We'll see what he does in the offseason, and uh, I think he'll be a very good fantasy asset next year if anybody's into that sort of thing. Next, we go Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. We're finally back to the Reds at Pirates. I know this is what dominated our April shows and was a big hit with our audience Feel free to hit us up with any any love letters that you guys have from that because we're back to it. Graham Ashcraft at Bryce Wilson, former Braves prospect, who I think Anthopolis dealt away, your GM of the of the year. Um, currently, Ashcraft minus one fifteen road favorite over under seven and a half, and uh, the Pirates got a lot of runs today against the uh, Boston Red Sox and their AAA starting pitcher Josh Vinkovsky. Um, I think. It, it's one of those situations where what do you do we know what we're going to get from Pittsburgh? I think we'd probably expect them not to do much scoring. Cincinnati just lost Joey Votto for the year. Ashcraft's not striking anybody out, but he throws like 100 and it moves a lot. So that helps. Uh, I think, I mean, I just don't think the Reds are good enough to back as a road favorite, even though Alexis Diaz has been pretty nice. Yeah, you, you took the information I was about to tell everybody. I'm sure everyone knows. But yes, Joey Votto, season-ending surgery on the shoulder. That's I I know Votto really hasn't played super well this year. You know, two hundred five average, eleven home runs, forty one driven in, but that is a force in the lineup for the Reds. And if Pirate fans are looking to bet this game, that you know not having the lineup is definitely something. Uh, the, the Reds are and the Pirates clearly haven't played well all year, but the Reds second half have played uh, well ever since they lost the I think the record. I think I said the stat the other day when they were. When they started, you were three and twenty-two, and then at one point they were like at five hundred. When it comes to like that, starting at that point to the one, I think it was like three weeks ago where they were at. But um, this is not an intriguing matchup for your boy here, Griff. But uh, we did talk about it quite often. <laughs> we did talk about it a lot in the first first month and a half. And I know people love talking about the Reds and the Pirates. I, I think I bet on Hunter Green a few times during that month, which clearly didn't go my way, but. Yeah, I, I would say I'd say maybe maybe Ashcraft, hell of a name. Maybe he might get some service there. I mean, we were we were just we we're going through some growing pains. Unfortunately, the schedule gods weren't really helping us out. But we did get a lot of love for all of our our fans in Pittsburgh and uh, everyone that hated talking about the Reds. Uh, next, go to those Mets and they're visiting Philadelphia. Chris Bassett at Aaron Nola, underrated pitching matchup. Two really good starters out there not necessarily fi fireballers but 
Uh, NOLA minus 120 home favorite over under is eight. And uh, I got to say, the Mets with a tough series in Atlanta. Now they get to downgrade their competition a little bit. NOLA is going to be tough. But I think Bassett keeps them in this game. I totally agree. Bassett has been freaking great in the month of August. He has been – I've watched a bunch of his games so far. Um, really, a lot of his games this year. But in his last 20 innings, he left zero earned runs. 20 innings pitched, no earned. Nationals, Reds, Phillies. I know the Nationals Reds aren't something to be get too excited about, but it is it is a good outing against the Reds. Struck out eight, but up one run that was unearned. But then against the Phillies in his last start, he went five innings, two walks, five Ks, four hits, no earned. That lineup isn't that bad. They added some pieces, but um, I I'd probably take the Mets here. Chris Bassett has been pitching great on Aaron Noah's been doing great too, but. The Mets are on, on a heater right now, and I, I think who's pitching tonight for the Mets right now? If I'm mistaken, is it? It's not Degrom, is it? It was Degrom. They already lost. Oh, they did. Okay, so they lost three two. Okay, that's a bummer. But coming off a loss like that, maybe it gets them in the right direction. Yeah, Degrom went six and two thirds, left three or nine strikeouts. Max Fried, God, that's a hell of a matchup, isn't it? Jesus yeah, Christ. awful, awful night for Jacob Degrom. You know, awful, awful. Just, I, I, I hope that he's gonna go. Dude, back to the and, and this, this, this is. I mean, I'm, I'm nowhere sidetracking here, but I want to just acknowledge something. The Braves pitchers that were rolled out for this, Freed, Minter, Iglesias, Jansen. That is exactly how they are trying. That's beautiful, shaped up perfectly. All, all four guys did great job. Um, I don't know. That's gonna be huge in the postseason. Those three believers. But anyway. I like the Mets against the Phillies. God, I just wish you would take your Alex Anthopoulos jersey off while we're doing this podcast. Next, we'll go San Francisco at Colorado. Alex Wood at Jose Ureña. Currently Wood, a minus 169. How you doing? Nice. nice. Favorite on the road. Over-unders 11.5 in Denver on 18th and Blake. Um, I don't see a reason to back Jose Urania though. He's had a couple good starts this year. I don't see it coming, even against a pretty quiet Giants uh, offense. Yeah, and it looks like a lot of a lot of these hitters in the lineup. I'm looking at the past history against uh, Alex Wood. You know, Colorado has had a lot of experience. Charlie Blackman's had 36 at bats against Alex Wood, batting 444, nine RBIs. You, know, you got to take some of that into consideration, but that lineup has a lot of holes as well. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of strikeouts in that lineup, but they do have some good hitters. But I, I would say Urania is not going to dazzle you on the mound. Giants are are an old team, old lineup, but I just can't see Urania having any sort of success. And Alex Wood has had a decent year. I know the ERA is a little, a little high, four one eight, but for a pitcher who's kind of washed, three four starter, I'd say eight nine record, hundred nineteen strikeouts. I think that's not that bad. Wow, I really hope Alex Wood's family isn't listening after you just called a three four starter in the big leagues washed. I think he's had a pretty good year, but uh That's what he's just limited. He, he's he's a he's a minimum quality start guy. Six innings might give you two runs, maybe three. And uh that would be a great start for him, I think, in Colorado. Pretty big favorite though. Um is that deserved? I don't know. He could certainly blow up and uh over of eleven and a half, probably. Probably you could see some runs tomorrow. Next, we'll go St. Louis at Arizona. Miles Michaelis at a Henry. Uh, something Travis Henry? No, that's a that's a hitter. Tommy, Tommy Henry. Tommy Henry. There we go. 
Uh, Michael is currently a minus 171 favorite over unders eight and a half. Um, I just, Arizona, you know, really tough, took a really tough blow and save a couple of nights ago. Ian Kennedy literally were never trailing, um, not even for a single pitch of the game, but Brandon Crawford walk off was, was pretty tough for me to handle right as I was going to bed. Um, and I feel like Arizona, they've, they've kind of been all over the place with their bullpen, uh, took Melanson out of the closer role, gave it to Kennedy. He blew a save right there. Then they gave it back to Melanson. Um, it's tough to see what that kind of where that team's going there. Meanwhile, St. Louis is leading the central and is fighting for that playoff berth, the automatic one. Uh, but Miles Michaelis has been struggling lately. So uh, he's he seems like a pretty expensive asset uh, right now. And I don't think he deserves that. I honestly thought it'd be a little higher than 171. I thought it'd be kind of close to maybe like 190, maybe something like on there. Because we don't really know a lot about Tommy Henry. We also know that, that the Arizona Diamondbacks lineup isn't going to dazzle you. But Michaelis, you're right. Michaelis had that really bad start on August 9th against the Rockies. He had 14 hits in 10 earned runs. He had his ERA at 292 and it spiked up to 350. But last start against the rival in division rival, Milwaukee Brewers, eight innings, two earned, six strikeouts. Talk about a bounce back start, Miles Michaelis. That's exactly what you need if you're betting on the Cardinals. I'll, I'll be taking these these Miles Michaelis and Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals, but uh, I'm surprised it's not higher. It may be higher in the morning. Who knows? But I think 171 is a little low. I guess because I, I don't know. We don't know who Tommy Henry is. Like I know Michaelis has struggled, but he had a nice bounce back start, and we all know Cardinals lineup is stacked too. Next, we'll go Washington at San Diego. Paolo Espino at Blake Snell, who's been pretty good lately. Uh, Wow, as I digest this number. Currently, Blake Snell, yes, Blake Snell, everybody, is a minus $325 favorite. So $325 (laughs) and Blake Snell will win you $100. Paolo Espino is not great, but he's not that bad. Uh, $100 on Paolo Espino wins you $287. Uh, over-under is currently eight. It's a monstrous number for a San Diego team that really can't hit. Uh, I, I, Yeah, they added Juan Soto, but Josh Bell's back to being a corpse. Uh, I just, I feel like I would love to bet against the Padres. They've just been playing the Sisters of the Blind recently. They just got off a trip in Miami. Now they're hosting the Nationals. I mean, good for them, but uh, that's a team I want to fade. I just don't think it's tomorrow. Pretty incredible. Minus 325. And Blake Snell since... July 23rd has let up five. Oh, sorry, not five. He's up three earned runs in his last five starts. Pretty damn good. In his last start, he struck out 10. It's like we're seeing the Blake Snell as Cy Young year. It's what kind of pitching we're seeing out of him. You have to you have to appreciate how Blake Snell is still still being very consistent, going five and two-thirds, six innings. He's really trying to push that six-inning limit. He's trying. But I, I am wowed by the minus 325. I think that's extremely high for Blake Snell. I know he's pitched great, but that's a little suspect in my eyes. I think that's just that's just way too high. Blake Snell is allergic to quality starts. We'll leave it there. Miami at Los Angeles, the Dodgers <laughs> version. And we got Jesus Luzardo at Tyler Anderson. Currently Anderson a minus 240 favorite over under his eight. I love Jose Luzardo. Wow, Jose. I love Jesus Lazardo. He is. He has the stuff. 
I'm really surprised that Oakland sold low on him, got rid of him. Miami, of course, it's going to make every pitcher great. Added a changeup, though I think he's really just a great fastball, curveball guy. I do feel like he's got a pretty tough assignment going to Chavez Ravine, handling the Dodgers on a on a getaway day or off a travel day, but off of a loss is tough. Um, I would like to say that I don't believe in Tyler Anderson. He's shown um, sparks in the past, but never has really been consistent enough until he got a Dodgers uniform on, and he's been awesome. Uh, so minus 240 favorite at home for Tyler Anderson, over-under is eight. I just don't think there's enough there for me to back Miami, who uh, can't hit water if they fell out of a boat. Yes, I agree with Lizardo. I've been a fan of Lizardo when we, when he was first brought on the scene in Oakland. And I thought the Oakland A's really had something. And clearly they do what they do best. They trade their young kids away before they blossom. So they did that. And now Miami has just another arm in that rotation with Pablo Lopez, with Sandy, with Sisto Sanchez. When he comes back, Edwin Cabrera. So they're set for the future with a rotation. For this game alone, I don't know how he's going to stand against this Dodger lineup. The Dodgers have been playing really well offensively. They're one of the, they're the best team in Major League Baseball right now. And Tyler Anderson has found the fountain of youth. He, in the year of our Lord, as what Griffin loves to say in 2022, he is 13-2 with a 2-8-1 ERA. The three earned runs against the Royals, so the Royals got to him a little bit, but, you know, that's not going to kill him. But, yeah, I think this is going to be leading a lot towards the Dodgers in this one where they're sitting at minus 240. We'll move to the AL now for the Red Sox at the Orioles. Uh, first time in a while the Red Sox have been looking up at the Orioles in the standings. But the Orioles are good. They uh, have lost two straight but are still in that race for the, the wild card. Cutter Crawford, a very apropos name for a pitcher. He and the Red Sox are visiting Jordan Lyles who I did see in Arlington a couple weeks ago, and he looked pretty good there. Uh, currently, C- Cutter Crawford's a minus-109 favorite on the road. Um, pretty close to pick him, but uh, I'll tip Boston as the favorite here. Over-under is nine. And uh, I like Lyles. I-, I think he's going to have a tougher time with the Red Sox uh, lineup. C- Cutter Crawford's been pretty good so far this season, but I like Baltimore. I like that they're fighting for something. I mean, this is a good chance for Boston to play spoiler, but uh, – I feel like as a as a road favorite here, I can't I can't agree with that. Yeah, I did him on the best bet. I think it was the night you went to the Ranger game. It was August second, where he went six and a third, struck out seven. He looked like the very dominant starter against. I know it was the Rangers lineup was kind of weak, got all got a bunch of holes in it. But uh, last two starts, Blue Jays five and two thirds, two earned runs. And then against the Rays, he got roughed up a little bit. Struck out nine, but four and a third innings pitch, four earned. I think that was the Rasmussen game. I think that was it. That might have been it. Um, I don't, I'm not quite sure. But anyway, uh, I'm going to lead the Orioles. I've been leading Orioles a lot lately. The Orioles have been uh, magic. It's been a joy to watch this team play. Adley Rutschman is looking like an absolute stud as of late. He knows how to call a game. He knows how to control a pitching staff. The bullpen as well, whereas that bullpen's been pretty impressive, which uh, which Griffin and I love to praise on this podcast. So I know Lyles isn't the most uh, dazzling pitcher on the mound. It's not going to spark you up with a bunch of strikeout numbers. Yes, he struck out nine in his last start. That's usually a fluke. He's averaging around like four or five a game. So uh, I'll definitely lean 
lean the Orioles in this one. I like my little underdog there. I might, I might talk about them later. I'm not quite sure. Maybe I will. Almost a pick them, but I like them as an underdog. Well, uh, since Taylor's getting paid by the use of the word dazzling on this show, hopefully he can work. How many in. times is that? Is that two times? Uh, like, I feel like really? we're we're on a second hand at this point. Next we'll go Toronto at, no. the, at the Yankees. Ke- Kevin Gosman at Jamison Tyone. Uh, current numbers actually looks like it's moving all around, but Kevin Gosman at Bet Online is minus one oh seven. Slight favorite on the road. Over under is eight. Um, I mean, here's your chance to talk about the Yankees. I mean. I, I still probably my worst beat of the year was a walk off grand slam last night. Um, I, I just, I, you know, the losses that I take are just, honestly, they're hilarious at this point, but uh, James and Tyone, I never really believed in it. I don't think you have either. The Yankees certainly didn't follow up last night's emotional momentum charging victory with any sort of performance today. Uh, Kevin Gosman certainly can get hit, but um, he also, when he's good, will certainly out pitch Jameson Tyone. And uh, who knows what's happening in that Yankees bullpen right now? So, uh, give us your uh, your take on this one, um, Taylor. Yeah. So last night, I didn't know you bet on that. That is the worst beat of the year, and I I'm so sorry that that happened to you. That is, I was fucking freaking out that that happened. There's a lot of whole. There's a lot of issues with this New York Yankee team. But Cashman's finally. Finally playing some of the young kids, Florio and Cabrera were called up. Looks like IKF's days are getting numbered. Looks like Hitchy is that days. is that is that him pushing the uh the panic button? Yes, I think so. I think there there needs to be some sort of change with a couple of players now in the starting lineup. Hicks Hicks is horrible defensively. He he hits all the double plays, all of them. He hits into every single one. And IKF uh, defensively, has not been great. Yes, the IKF game against the Red Sox just a, a few weeks ago was was great. His first home run of the year, but then he, the next day he goes right into the same shit he's always done this year. So there needs to be some holes there. Uh, Holmes going on the IL. I'm, I'm putting parentheses around that. That is what you call a. Uh, I wrote it. I, I tweeted it out, but it's a made up injury. I think the back tightness. There is something that they need to fix with his pitching. He has no control. His command stinks. He's walking the world. Chapman would look great for nine straight outings. And then last night against your bad, terrible, bad beat, he lets him a three-run double to Francisco Mejia. Of one, what? Oh, my God, I'm going to blow up. And then, you know, Donaldson just is the grand slam out of the kitty park. But uh, you know what? The Yankees have a lot of things to fix. There's not a lot of time left. And they're running into a Blue Jays team who is pretty damn good. Gosman, his last start, got roughed up against the Guardians, five run runs, didn't make it out of the fifth. But he's been on this year's ERA is at 316. Tyone, on the other hand, has had some interesting outings. His last outing at the Red Sox, I'd say, was pretty successful. Three, in, three earned runs over seven innings, struck out four. <sighs> I'm not mad with how the lines are sitting right now at minus 107 as the Blue Jays are the favorites. It makes sense with how the Yankees have been playing. But, look, I thought this would be the turning point. I I mean, I'm, we're all freaking out. They just lost after a great game. They could win six in a row. Who knows? But maybe that home run, the Grand Slam, could be a turning point for this New York Yankee team because they've sucked for the last two and a half weeks. It's obvious. The Blue Jays are starting to creep up a little bit. 
So if you're betting on the Blue Jays making a postseason run, I keep that going. They might make it. Uh, a lot of things going on. The Rays and the Blue Jays are tied for second. Orioles are trying to sneak in. You know, the Whites, the the Central, which is three teams battling it out. So there's a whole bunch of shit happening. But with this game alone, I'm not mad with how the lines are looking as of right now. I'm not mad about it because it's definitely true that the Yankees are uh, definitely underdogs here. I'm I'm glad you're you're not mad about it. I do think the the Toronto Blue Jays have not been playing very well as of late. Yes, they're in second place, tied with the the Rays right now, but uh, they have Minnesota, Chicago, uh, Baltimore, all within two wins of them, and then also they're two behind Seattle. So. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like that division is going to also rear an ugly head for the last month of the season in September. So this is a really important game. They got a big win tonight. Um, I do like Kevin Gossman in this spot. I imagine that he will move to an underdog before this game uh, throws at first. It could pitch. happen. But we'll see. Happen. Next, we'll go to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim uh, and Patrick Sandoval visiting Matt Manning and the Detroit Tigers. Currently Sandoval at minus 127 road favorite. Um, can't say that I have any interest in backing Matt Manning, though. If this is close end of game, I trust Gregory Soto more than I trust Brian Tapera or whatever the heck the Angels are going to use at the end. Yeah, Aaron Luke Tapera doesn't matter. There's not a lot of faith. <sighs> hmm. You know, I know Matt Manning really hasn't done much this year, and neither has the Tigers as a team. But are you, if you were betting on this game? Do you have any faith in the Angels starting off hot and try getting a win in this game? Because they are a team that Otani hits goes four for five with two home runs, five RBIs, an historic night, and they lose eleven to seven. So that those are all the, that that's like what the games are like. You have Otani going off, but they still clearly can't get it done because the pitching is awful. Not saying we're going to back the Tigers, but I'd just be wary when you're trying to bet on the Angels. I do think there's a big divide between Patrick Sandoval and his ability to miss bats. And even though his whip is something like 1.47 coming into this start, which is not great, but Matt Manning, uh, there's a reason why he's still a prospect and he's barely hung in the major league because he gets tattooed. Next, we'll go Kansas City at Tampa and Brady Singer at Shane McClanahan, who's also been kind of scuffling lately. Uh, Rays nursed their wounds off that brutal uh lost last night with a, a good win tonight against the same Royals. Uh currently McClanahan is minus 193 favorite over under six and a half. There are not going to be a lot of runs scored. Uh I think the the trop is the best pitchers park in baseball now. Brady Singer's been really good as of late and Shane McClanahan, I feel like if there's anyone for him to regain his swagger, it will be against those Kansas City Royals because there's not a lot of hitting in that lineup. Uh, I don't know if this number is big enough for me to want to invest in Brady Singer. Though I do think he, he's got a decent bullpen behind him. Barlow's still a really top-notch closer. Uh, you got any interest in the Royals here? You know, Brady Singer had a really good month of July, and he's continued that into the month of August. If Brady Singer played for a different team, maybe I'll have a little more confidence in him. But the Royals lineup, I don't know how they're going to face against Shane McClanahan. Yeah, McClanahan has, hasn't been what he was you know, in, in June and July, where he was let up Warner run every single start and get double the strikeouts, he's coming down to earth a little bit. 2280 RA, still freaking great. It's not the 1 7 that he had in July, but I'm still going to lean McClanahan. I think Singer at plus 177, 
it could be interesting pick there. Singer has, like I said, had a has a great month and a half, which has been. If you're a Royals fan, you got to be psyched because this is a high draft pick that you guys went out to, and he's actually panning out. Yeah, I mean, you know, three two ninety array is pretty nice for a guy that's still very young at age twenty six. You got to be happy with what he's done this year. Next, we'll go Chicago White Sox at Cleveland. My series spotlight, Lance Lynn who Taylor has a lot of history with uh, and Tristan McKenzie, who's been pretty good uh, for the last month or so. Uh, currently McKenzie minus 132 favorite over under seven and a half. And uh, I'm a little surprised to finally see oddsmakers in August reacting to a White Sox, a disappointing White Sox team. I was kind of hoping the McKenzie would be a little bit cheaper here, uh, but that's the way I lean. I think everyone knows my answer as of right now. Lance Lynn could legit eat a bag of donuts. Uh, that whole that, – the lineup, on the other hand, could struggle a little bit too. But Lance Lynn, yeah, okay, he had a good start against the Tigers. It's the Tigers, okay? He's just having strikeouts. He should be pitching well against the Tigers. There's just the inconsistencies from the White Sox as a whole. Tony Lasorda – not Tony Lasorda, yeah, Tony Russo, excuse me. Uh, R.I.P. Tommy. Um I mean, Tony, Tony LaRusso is managing about as well as Tom Lasorda right now. Yeah, Tony, Tony LaRusso is asking, you know, he's getting uh, fans telling him what to do, and it's just a bunch. It, it's not looking good for the team. I know they're within striking distance of making some sort of run. I just don't know. This is a huge, huge matchup for the Guardians. They need to dominate in the pitching. The White Sox definitely have bats in that lineup that can definitely smash the ball, but matter of Lance Lincoln can get the job done and I don't think he can I love the way the pitching sets up for Cleveland in the series so I'm going to be Me looking too. to back them as much as possible next we'll go to Texas at Minnesota Martin Perez at Dylan Bundy currently Bundy minus 133 favorite over under is eight it's a pretty low number for a twins team that's a lot better than uh the Rangers but uh, and, and also Martin Perez, I mean, maybe he can survive another outing with two strikeouts over seven innings, but I feel like he's going to be in a lot of trouble against a very power heavy Minnesota lineup in a ballpark that they seem to know how to hit the ball out of. Call me crazy, but I like Martin Perez in this matchup. I do. Dylan Bundy has not shown me Taylor Ringold a lot of faith this year. I have not seen it from him. He's going at max five innings. And then we all know what the bullpen can do for the, for the Twins here. Martin Perez has had a, a all-star season. His last outing against the Mariners, six innings, one earned run, seven strikeouts. Did walk five batters, but somehow only let up one run in that matter. Three runs, one only earns. So there was an error in that game, which kind of screwed Martin Perez. But Perez has had really one bad start in the last month, which was against the Strohs about two weeks ago. I like Martin Perez in this one. I like a little road dogs. I know the tight, the Rangers offense isn't that great, but I'm not a fan of Dylan Buddy whatsoever. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I wish uh, the Rangers had a little bit more in their starting pitcher because I think I'd be right there with you. Next goes Seattle at Oakland. Marco Gonzalez at Cole Irvin. Currently, Gonzalez a minus 127 road favorite, a lot because of that strong bullpen, not really because of his left arm. Over under a seven, so not expecting a lot of runs. Um, I'd like to back the athletics here, but they are the double a athletics as I've called them a lot this season. And uh, I just don't think that they can survive a bullpen battle with Seattle. And that's probably what's going to happen here. Yeah. Markham Gonzalez 
I, I don't know how long he can go in these outings nowadays, but the bullpen for the Mariners might be the best in baseball. We've talked about it a few times in the pod. Really, we really saw – I mean, for me, I really saw it unfold how great their bullpen was when they played against the Yankees in Seattle and also when they came to the Bronx to play the Yankees. So, bullpen, it's going to be a lot of bullpen action for the next month or so for the, this Mariner team. And they need they need their all and they also need their their offense in in uh, peak form. They need Ty France. They need Haniger. They need Rodriguez. They need everybody to be hitting at all cylinders now. Even when you're playing against the Oakland A's at the end of August. Next on the list in uh, your series spotlight interleague matchup: the Astros and the Atlanta Braves. Lance McCullers Jr. at Kyle Wright. Wright coming off a little bit of arm soreness, deadness, whatever it's called. Um, which concerns me a little bit, but currently right at minus one twenty-five home favorite over unders eight and a half. Uh, I lean to Atlanta, but I'm as I just said a little bit concerned about the health of that important right arm of Vandy Boy Kyle Wright. Hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix here. I mentioned it before. I'm a little little both sides right now, but I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make make my uh make my answer here. I'm gonna say I'm probably gonna ride with. Kyle Wright because we've we only have one start out of Lance McCullers Jr. this year. Coming off an injury, he's back. I know the offense with the Astros is one of the best in the game. The bullpen's been pretty solid for them. But McCullers is it's how how long can he go out there? Can he get you six innings? He did six innings last time against the Oakland A's in his first start of the year. But this is also against the Atlanta Braves, who on the second half they've been absolutely killing it on all different pitching and defense and their bats have been playing really well, clutch ABs. So this is going to be a great series. I mentioned it before, continue to watch that East coast games, an early start for you, for you kids out there watching the games. I'm going to write, I'm going to ride with Kyle Wright, but it's going to be close. Yeah. I just, I mean, I like it too. I feel like it's a, a number in a, in a range that, back in the Braves makes a little more sense than, I mean, fading the Astros and having to win more than 50% of your bets is a scary, scary thing to think of. But uh, I think, I think his arm trouble might do enough to keep me away. Um, and before we get to our best bets, as we finish Friday's card, I'll give you a, a promo code curve 20. That's for 20% off for listeners of MLB podcast. It's good for only seven days. So uh, get to pregame.com, purchase some picks, purchase some swag, purchase whatever you can. 20% off curve 20 and that'll uh, you can buy my picks. I put them out each night. Been a little bit hot lately. Could be five in a row. If not for that uh, ridiculous collapse by Jalen Beeks, who's gotten me twice this year. Um, but he also, I, I, I won't get further into Jalen Beeks, but uh walking Anthony Rizzo was uh, on four pitches was probably uh, probably woke up my neighbors next door to me. Cause uh, I, I was not quiet about it at that point. Just felt like, Doom was coming. Doom was on its way. Uh, but I have won three best bets in a row, uh, and I'm going to go for four here. Ooh. And say, you got something to say over there? No, I was like, woo, let's go. Let's get four in a row here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get four in a row. And for my, you know, trying to get that fourth in a row, I'm going to go with Kevin Gosman, a minus 107 uh, road favorite at the moment. Pretty much pick him. I expect that that will close uh, with Gosman as an underdog. But I just feel like, what I've seen from the Yankees lately, despite that big win uh, last night, I, I'm just not really a believer in, in who they are right now. I think that they um, really need a series against a, a, a 
a poor team to really get themselves back on track. This is not one of those. I think the Blue Jays have a ton of fight, um, are really trying to get themselves into as safe a position as possible because it does look like the, the AL East is out of reach. Uh, but Kevin Gossman can outpitch Jamison Tyone. He can outpitch almost anybody in this league. He certainly has some poor outings in him, but I think he's going to be a really tough matchup for the Yankees with his fastball and splitter combo. Uh, so I'm going to back Kevin Gossman minus 107 at the Yankees. I'm not mad about it, Griff. I'm not mad about it. I'm not mad about it. I'm going to go with a former twin playing against the Twins. Uh, you might be a little disagreement, but I'm going to take the Texas Rangers and Martin Perez. The road dogs at plus 123. Martin Perez has been pretty solid all year long, being an all-star. I want to say for the very first time in his career. Yes, that is 100% correct. He played for these Minnesota Twins in 2019. 10-7 record, a pretty high area, 5-12. Just kind of ass, honestly. But this year, he's pitching great, coming back to the Texas Rangers. Dylan Bundy, on the other hand, not being this, not that great this year, 4-7-6 year, right? But that's not the bad part. The bad part is he's been terrible at the end of July. Really, the whole month of July, he was awful. But a little bit better in the month of August, but um, I don't really have faith in Bundy. He doesn't go that far in the games, four or five innings. And the bullpen, yes, they added Michael Fulmer and Jorge Lopez, but Pagan in there and everybody else, the Twins bullpen is suspect. So, much as I love the Twinkies, I can't back them in this one. I like the Rangers, Martin Perez, plus 123. Lock it in. It's the only way I'd go, I got to say. And, and hopefully Martin Perez will dazzle his former. Dazzle, team. baby. Dazzle. That's number seven. Uh, and so you can follow me on Twitter, the real underscore G Warner. Also tweet at me, slide us some DMs. Tell me how much, how badly you want our third show to keep continuing. And we will forward on and fill up some inboxes. So send it my way. Taylor, give us your Twitter and get us out of here. All right, kiddos. Follow me at Taylor Ringolds on Twitter, Instagram, everything else. Let us know. Seriously, guys, we appreciate you guys, you know, talking to us and, you know, uh, comment on our tweets. And we appreciate that. We, we're seeing the listeners. We're seeing the numbers. The numbers are there. If you are listening, we appreciate you guys listening each and every episode. We've had a great time so far. We're, we want to keep it going. So without further ado, this is another week done. Another episode done. Next episode, Greg, is a big one. It's 5-0. Episode 50 is on Monday. Of course, we'll recap our best bets. We'll talk best bets. We'll get Monday card. We'll talk a lot of baseball. So have a great weekend. Go watch some games. Go gamble. Go have a good time. We will see you guys on episode 50 on Monday. Talk to you soon.